Good morning. Welcome to Crestview Inspiration, a ministry of encouragement from Crestview Baptist Church in Canton, North Carolina. We want to share with you sweet songs of worship and an uplifting word from the scriptures. While you listen, may the spirit of grace flow from heaven into your heart and home, right where you are.
There is a king Seated in glory Let every heart Receive him now Where there is praise He will inhabit There will be grace And mercy all around And every burden Will be lifted in his presence And every trophy Will be laid down at his feet There is a name That reigns above all others Jesus Christ The King above all kings Jesus is the resurrected King of kings He's the Lord of lords He's the one who gave himself for you as a lamb But rose as the Lion of Judah Today, let's proclaim him and declare him and worship him as our king. He's worthy of all the praise, of all the worship. So wherever you are, let's just stop and praise him. Unto the Lamb, honor and glory, worthy is he. song for all believers he writes for I am persuaded that neither life nor death nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord and we know now that we might suffer today but the glory's coming it won't be Jesus Christ, the King above. 
We're returning to the 10th chapter of the prophet Daniel today, and I want to thank our musicians for that beautiful worship music to set our hearts to receive God's word. I'm reading from verse 10 and following. The Bible says, Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. For the vision refers to many days yet to come. When he had spoken such words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and became speechless. And suddenly, one having the likeness of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, My Lord, because of the vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me, and I have retained no strength. For how can this servant of my Lord talk with you, my Lord? As for me, no strength remains in me now, nor is any breath left in me. Then again, the one having the likeness of a man touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong, yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Then he said, Do you know why I have come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia, and when I have gone forth, indeed, the prince of Greece will come. But I will tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. No one upholds me against these except Michael, your prince. God is a revealer of divine messages. And that's the title of this message, A Divine Message. What does it mean for us today that God is a revealer of divine messages? There are four necessities we must grasp concerning the divine message of God. We saw last week we must prepare for God's message. Daniel humbled himself and prayed and sought God to receive the message from God. Number two, we must recognize God's messenger. We saw in verses four through 10, this awesome figure in the Old Testament, this amazing messenger. And we must understand the message is connected to the messenger. And we must identify the messenger so to verify the message we have received that it is from the true and living God. So here in these verses, we identify Jesus Christ in the Old Testament who gives a prophetic message to Daniel, which is the final description and summary explanation of his plan for all humanity. The third necessity today we're going to unpack is we must discern the spiritual battle for the message. While Daniel is shaking and trembling, unable to hardly hold it together, the angel speaks to Daniel. This explanation by the angel gives us an eye-opening realization of the heavenly battle going on. We have a glimpse into heaven here in this text, a snapshot of spiritual warfare that discloses to us the invisible battle that is raging. The angel explains, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble your heart before your God, your words were heard, and I have 
come because of your words. Let's stop here for one moment. My friend, if you ever wonder if God hears your prayers, let me assure you that based upon this scripture we just read, God does hear prayer, and he does hear your prayer, and God answers prayer. However, Daniel had to keep laboring in prayer for three weeks, and the angel explains why. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, an archangel, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. What is going on here? The fact that Daniel cried out to God in prayer, seeking God's help to understand the vision that he had received and that God answered is very uplifting. But the answer had been delayed by the prince of Persia. Who's this? It's not a human prince but a demonic spirit who stood against God's answer to Daniel. Though God's response was immediate, the satanic agent assigned to the Persian realm vigorously opposed the actual delivery of the answer. This scene in the heavenly realms creates all kinds of questions for us. There exists satanic opposition to the work of God in the world. Apparently, the demons have certain limited powers of obstruction to God's message, but ultimately God still rules from heaven. And this angelic battle for Daniel's answer to prayer made it finally to Daniel with the help of another mighty angel who was named Michael. So we must discern the unseen raging spiritual battle. That reminds me of what Paul told the Ephesians, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Friend, when we set ourselves to pray, to prepare to hear from God, then get ready. Spiritual warfare will rage hot. So you must be prepared to to continue in prayer and faith to achieve spiritual victory, just like Daniel. Let me assure you today, my friend, that God is listening to you. Even if the answer is slow in coming, to apply this to our lives, I encourage you to pray to God with a childlike faith, keeping your spiritual eyes fixed on Jesus and continuing on faithfully in your prayers and your expectation that God hears and will answer you. There's an invisible battle raging right now, and it always swirls around prayer. And our primary weapon in the battle is prayer and the blood of Jesus. When in the throes of the battle, plead the blood. The enemy has to flee when face-to-face with that victorious cross of Christ and the sinless blood of his redeeming cross. Remember, We're more than conquerors through him who loved us. And the last necessity is we must be strengthened to receive the message. Human beings are too weak to stand in the presence of God. And this is so clearly illustrated in these verses. Beginning in verse 9, where Daniel lost all strength when he stood before the presence of the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ. The scripture says, I heard the sound of his words. And while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face, with my face to the ground. And in verse 17, for how can this servant of my Lord talk with you? My Lord, as for me, no strength remains in me now, nor is any breath left in me. Sinful humanity cannot stand in the presence of holy God. Who is sinful humanity? That's everyone. All have sinned and fall short of God's glory. Here, even the man of God, Daniel, loses all strength when faced with the presence of Christ. This reminds me of what Isaiah the prophet declared when he saw the Lord 
high and lifted up in chapter 6, he said, Woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among a people of unclean lips. Isaiah could not stand it. The presence of God overwhelmed him, and he needed a touch from the holy altar of God, which he received. Just like Daniel was touched on his lips, so was Isaiah. Then I think about Moses, the prophet of God, the man of God. He really wanted to see God, but could not see the Lord directly in a face-to-face manner. God would not allow him that option. Why? Because God knew that no man can see his face or he would die. As the scripture says, God speaking, you cannot see my face for no man shall see me and live. So no man can see God and live. So Moses would have died if he had seen the Lord face to face. For that reason, God tucked him in a cave and his presence passed by while the Lord's hand covered the cave. And then God pulled his hand back and allowed Moses to see his backside. Moses wanted to see God face to face, but he could not. And Moses needed a touch from God, and he received a touch. We must recognize our need as sinful humanity to be strengthened for God's message. As Daniel is weak, God strengthens him to receive this message. Daniel declares, As for me, no strength remains in me now, nor is any breath left in me. And then an angel reached down and touched Daniel, strengthening him, saying, O man greatly beloved, do not fear Peace to you. Shalom. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. I want to tell you today, we need strength from God. If we want to receive the divine message of God, we need to be strengthened. God has to reach down from the heavenly realms and touch us to give us spiritual understanding, to grasp what the Spirit is saying And what the Word says, without which we can't understand anything. We can't even come to Christ without the drawing power of the Holy Spirit. We need a touch from God. It reminds me of what Paul prayed for the Ephesians. He prayed that they would be strengthened with all might. In chapter 3, he said, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, there it is, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Friend, God wants you to be strengthened by his spirit in the inner person, having Christ dwell in your hearts through faith. That is God's divine message for all humanity. Today, you may receive the message of God and his forgiveness and his saving mercies into your spirit through Jesus Christ. Our prayer life and our ability to receive God's divine message hinges on our being strengthened by God's spirit and receiving a touch from the living God. 
In our humanity, we're too weak to do what must be done. Therefore, supernatural strength is needed. I'm glad that we have a God who not only can strengthen us with all power from above, but he will strengthen us from that heavenly storehouse of power that never gets weak or never runs down. God does not run on lithium cell batteries that eventually run out of power. God never gets weak and never runs out of power. God has declared about himself, have you not known, have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Are you tired and weary? Call on God. Are you weak and worn out from living in this old world? Call on God. Do you feel like giving up and giving in and and losing your faith and rejecting the gospel? Call on God. Do you feel like God is not listening to your prayers and you're praying against the bronze ceiling? Claim the promise found in God's word when Jesus said, but you, when you pray, go into your room and when you shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. God listens to his children in the secret place of relationship through prayer and humble intercession, and he will reward you openly. He will give a divine message just for you. This true story, shortly after Dallas Seminary was founded in 1924, it came to the point of bankruptcy. All the creditors were going to foreclose at noon on a particular day. That morning, the founders of the school met in the president's office to pray and plead with God for his provision, that God would hear from heaven and send a miracle message if God wanted the school to continue to exist. And in that prayer meeting was the well-known pastor and teacher, Harry Ironside. When it was his turn to pray, he prayed in his characteristically refreshing manner, saying, Lord in heaven, we know that you own the cattle on a thousand hills and they're all yours. Please sell some of them and send us the money. While they were praying, a tall Texan came into the business office and said, I just sold two trainload cars of cattle in Fort Worth. I've been trying all morning to make a business deal go through and it won't work. And I feel that God is compelling me to give this money to the seminary. I don't know if you need it or not, but here's the check. The secretary took the check and knowing something of the financial seriousness of the hour, went to the door of the prayer meeting and timidly knocked on the door. After several knocks, Dr. Lewis Schaefer opened the door and took the check out of her hand as she quickly explained that a cattleman just dropped this off. He looked down in the check, and he saw it was for the exact amount of the debt. When he saw the signature, he recognized the name of the cattle rancher, and turning to Dr. Ironside, he said, Harry, God sold the cattle. Friend, God wants to give you a divine message. The God of all heaven and earth wants you to be strengthened by his spirit in the inner man, having Christ dwell in your hearts through faith so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. The greatest message from God is the message of his divine son, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
the God-man who was born of a virgin, who worked miracles and ministered in the Spirit, teaching in the area of Galilee and around through the whole nation of Israel and finally making his way to Jerusalem and being tried and convicted of a crime he did not commit. He voluntarily gave his life for you and I by dying on the cross in our place on the outskirts of Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. But he rose again on the third day, and he lives forever and ever, and that is the most important divine message for all humanity. May today you receive the message of God's forgiveness and his saving mercies in your spirit through Jesus Christ, the Messiah. If you've never received Christ, you can today through simple faith and simple prayer. Let's take a moment and pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, may you deliver the divine message to all those that are listening. God, I pray you would touch them right where they are with the gospel and the spirit of God. You would strengthen them in the inner man and they would know that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can even ask or all that we can think or all that we can imagine because you are God. And so I'm asking you that those listeners would receive the Spirit of God right now. They would receive salvation if they've never trusted Christ. And they would receive a strengthening only comes from a touch of the living God. And Father, I thank you that you hear and answer prayer. Strengthen your people in this hour of distress and show us your glory, Lord. For your kingdom's sake, I pray in that almighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Friend, let's walk this week in the victory of God's divine message. And until next time, God bless you. And every burden will be lifted in his presence. And every trophy will be laid down at his feet. There is a name that reigns above all others. Jesus Christ, the King above all kings. Thank you for listening to Crestview Inspiration. May this ministry touch your heart, encourage you, and strengthen you. And may the Lord bless you in your spiritual walk this week. So on behalf of the Crestview family, we invite you back next week, Friday at 10 a.m. on WPTL as we spread the good news of Jesus.